everybody. Welcome back here again with the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I'm Juwan Arrington, and as you know, we're going all over the place, all over the QC, all over the Midwest to bring you amazing people who are doing awesome things. And I'm excited today because I have an awesome guy who's doing some awesome things in the world of professional wrestling. We have Jassy in the house, man. How you doing, sir? Man, chilling like a villain, living the life of luxury. I have no complaints. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, thank you for coming on here, man. Definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with us. Hey, anytime, man. I uh, with all this quarantine stuff, it's kind of kind of semi winding down, so I'm still getting used to being back communicating with people. But gosh, man, it's beautiful to see your face. Uh, thanks. Good to see you too, man. So. For everyone out there who doesn't know who you are, go ahead and explain to the world, who is Jossie? <laughs> I love those questions because like, I change it every time, to be honest with you. Sometimes I cop an attitude like, how didn't you know who I am? But uh, man, I'm a kid from Minneapolis, Minnesota that was born with a dollar and a dream. I, in 2016, I decided to live that dream and I started uh, uh, professional wrestling training down at Black and Brave in Moline, uh, Illinois. And uh, beyond the wrestling thing, I'm a dude who's extremely passionate about all facets of entertainment, acting, music. I am not a musician, but I will listen the hell out of whatever Michael Jackson makes or if it, if it sounds good. I'm high on the weekend right now. Oh, I love but, the uh, weekend, I, man. Isn't he great? Fantastic. Uh, I've been playing that after I was album like for the last like three months straight. You you and me both. I I would be lying to you if I pulled a number out of thin air to tell you how many times I've listened to it front to back. But just know that that number is a lot because I don't get sick of it. I really don't. I it's been like a week since I've listened to the full album, but you know, I, I'm always faith is like my number one. Oh album. my gosh, I love faith. Yeah. That's my right? that's my my number one of, the, of the, whole, the whole thing, man. Yeah, oh yeah, gosh, I love it. I, for a while, I was saying that was my number one on the whole album, but I, honestly, I bounce around so much because After Hours, the song itself, yeah, is so dang good. Blinding Lights. I thought Blinding Lights was like a phenomenal choice for a WrestleMania theme song this year. They did yeah. that. Um, but it's just so upbeat, and the whole album is kind of like '80s centric. You know, oh, yeah. like it's kind of got like a almost like a Zap and Roger type of like a, 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 a you know, when they hook that, that keyboard thing yeah. up into the and yeah. then there's the tube into the mouth. It makes yep. that weird sound. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Have you heard the 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 bonus tracks? Uh, I've heard nothing compares because that's uh, if that was on the actual album, I would say that that's my number one. But. Because it's not, it's a bonus track. It's, you know, it's it's the sprinkles on the ice cream. I can't say that that's okay. my number one. But that one's really good. Um, how many songs are on that bonus track? So there are three bonus songs. So I think the original, the whole album is 14 tracks. And with the bonus tracks, it's, it's 17. Oh, all and, right. And then he has a whole EP of just remixes. I didn't know that. You don't know, know, know what the remix is? No! My yeah, dad just so, got more. Well, okay, that must be where the Doja Cat version of uh, In Your Eyes comes from. Is so, that correct? 
So yeah, there, there is a there there is a remix for that one, but I think that came out after he dropped the original remix EP. So that's an additional like solo uh, song out there. That's but yeah, that is a remix. There's also a remix with they did of Heartless uh, featuring Lil Uzi Vert. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm actually en route to the yeah. gym at the moment, so that's gonna be. And then, That's gonna be in the headphones and then he also did a remix for Blinding Lights uh, featuring Chromatics. And let me tell you, man, like he totally changed the entire vibe of the song with this remix that he did with, with the Chromatics. It sounds like yeah. it's so smooth. It's so just like it's it, it went from being an upbeat like dance song to being this this cool, like chill, you know, just relaxed vibe. And it's absolutely amazing, man. Yeah, I have uh, I've obsessed over the album so much that I got into a lot of the theories out there about like the breaking down each song and how it connects and, and that sort of thing. And uh, I thought it was rather interesting. There's a lot of like um, theories out there that uh, this album is him coming to grips with uh, his demons, accepting his demons mm-hmm. or, you know, really thriving in them. Um, but I really like that because it adds so much more layers to, to that character of the album. And if you watch all of those videos, one video leads damn near straight to the next. Exactly. Um, dude. Yeah. And same thing. With I mean, I'm sure it's been happened before, but mm-hmm. for me, that's the yeah. first time that I've seen it. You know, same thing I've with, watched a lot of Michael Jackson videos. Yeah. And same thing with his new uh, video for Snow Child. That also picks up exactly where Until I Bleed Out leaves off. So, mm. Yeah. And no, is, that a, is that a cartoon version? Because yeah, I, I see he's been doing those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's all done. It's done by the, the, the first Black-owned anime studio. Really? Oh, yeah. that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they... Help put that together because obviously during quarantine couldn't really go out and you know, shoot a new video, so right. had them just you know do an animated video. For sure, this is so it, it's so perfect because we started with the question of tell me a little bit about who who you are, and we ended up in music. That's literally who I am. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. And that's how that goes. I'm such a fan of, of of arts as a whole, not not just music. But like music in particular is like how I got where where the idea for for the frontman uh, uh, presence aura came from uh, because I'm such a big like Michael Jackson Prince fan the Stones uh, uh, Eric Clapton some Jimi Hendrix man gosh I, I could go on all day about about some music all right. so let's talk about wrestling then let's talk about how how you got into it. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, dude, there wasn't a time that I can really remember that I was not a wrestling fan. I wish I had the age-old Stone Cold story of watching Dusty get his ass kicked by, uh, uh, I think it was the Road Warriors, and then turn to his mom to ask the question. I don't have that story. I literally grew up on it. I will say this. The first, the earliest memory I do have was my younger brother, Sean, was a, uh, he was a big wrestling fan prior to me. I do know that for sure. And I was six. He must have been like four. And we were at my grandma's house. And like, I, I, I know I was watching The Rock and Chris Jericho talk trash back and forth on the microphone, which is so 
like talk about storytelling, man, because in the world of wrestling, if you've ever seen me do my thing, it's it's almost like a, 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 it's become a part of my shtick. I, I grab that microphone and I run my mouth like can't nobody else do it. And there's a lot of good talkers out there, but there was something about The Rock and, and Jericho and Steve Austin. Anytime dudes would just talk trash, I, I was like a sponge, man. You know what I mean? So, like, that was really what hooked me more than anything. And then the in-ring stuff just kind of yeah. comes so naturally to me. <laughs> I was, was a wrestler back in the day, so, like, the body control and, and, and picking people up and putting them in holds and folding them up like pretzels is kind of like second nature. And, yeah, I don't know, I'm right there with you with the whole talking part of wrestling. That's really what – that's what, what hooked me when I first started getting into it was watching The Rock and watching how he would, would talk to people and how he would talk trash to everybody. And same thing with Chris Jericho. And that's what, yeah. what drew, that's what drew me in more than the actual in-ring part because obviously the in-ring part is what really – you know, makes it obviously pro wrestling. You gotta have that part, but it's just the whole right. presentation of everything. I love it. Yes. So the in ring part is totally necessary. You you absolutely need that to fuel what we do. But the hook, what what keeps us invested, what keeps you coming back, what keeps the sport, the theater of pro wrestling alive today, damn near a hundred years after you know it it, it was uh, formed or became popular is the speech because that's we get to do that in a way that football players don't necessarily do or, or basketball players don't necessarily do but when they do they pull from the world of pro wrestling they weren't right. doing the trash talking stuff before us man exactly doing that. yeah and like there's so many you know different athletes and other actors who you talk to them and, and they'll They'll always point to another wrestler. They'll point to like like Ric Flair. Usually, it's Ric Flair. You know, that's like the oh, main yeah. wrestler that that they that they mention when it comes to you know that you know, having that 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 drip like the Metro Boomin song is, uh, or or yeah. yeah so even you look at Conor McGregor over there in MMA. He's literally an Irish Ric Flair from 1987. Man, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah. The the talking is is the that's that's what gets me into it. But now, don't make any mistakes about it. Like to consider yourself a great wrestler and a great performer, you have to get it done once the bell rings, man. Because that's that is uh, it's just as important. It's just not um, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. Because you know, I got a buddy, my buddy, you know, Travis Titan. He's a, always been more of an in ring based fan you know what i mean like he grew up loving the, the 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 actual holds and stuff like that which no knock i love that stuff too but for me it's i need the i need you to talk trash get me excited yeah. give me a reason to watch this fight okay. so let's talk about when did you finally make the decision that you know what i'm going to pursue this i want to go after this i've always been a terrible student Juwan, <laughs> always been a terrible student. Great conversationally, but uh, when it comes to putting pen to paper, man, sometimes I just lose interest unless I am already interested. And one day in college, I went to chemistry, and this is probably like three weeks prior to finals. 
And I always made a point because I, I knew that I was a terrible student, so I had to work extra hard. I would sit front and center every damn day, the, the front of the class, to watch the board, listen to every word that came out of professor's mouth. And one day, I came into that class, I sat down, and I looked at that full board, and I was like, I have no idea what any of this means, nor do I care to try to understand it. And at that time, I decided, you know what, scooped up my backpack, walked out the door, went home. Uh, I was twiddling my thumbs for a little bit because I didn't know what my next move was going to be. But I always knew that I was going to wrestle. I j it was always just a matter of when. You know, I tried to follow that formulaic system of go to school so that you have a backup plan and then uh, graduate, get your degree, and then try it while you work the full-time uh, gig or whatever. But that just didn't work for me. I, 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 I have this thing in me that – if I'm not invested, if I don't care, if I'm not passionate about it, I can't, I can't really make myself do it. And I wasn't passionate about school. I was passionate about wrestling. So on that day, I scooped that backpack up, went home, twiddled my thumbs for a little bit, and then I stopped screwing around, and I just filled out the application to Black and Brave. And uh, about 4 o'clock in the morning, like, I, I got an email from Merrick Brave saying, you've been accepted just, uh, you know, that fast. Let's get the ball rolling. So uh, when that happened, I was like, well, kick it into overdrive, save up some money so that I got something to live off of down there. Because you know, anybody who has done this thing or knows anything about wrestling, when you first break in, it takes a minute to get some change rolling into your pocket. So I had to, uh, I had to bust my ass. I was working three jobs to pay for this thing. And, uh, you know, if you ever get a chance to talk to Merrick Brave, ask, uh, ask Merrick about, uh, my my process uh, <laughs> to pay for my deposit it's a funny story i'll All save right. that for him because he okay he's a good storyteller very flamboyant oh yeah for sure so let's talk about your time then with black and brave so what what year did you come down january 2016 i believe i believe it was on the 7th was the 7th of january was my first class and uh, walked in with literal goosebumps on my arms with all the expectations in the world. And uh, uh, it's kind of jarring at, at initially when you show up to Black and Brave with your bags packed, ready to train and bust your ass, and then Seth Rollins walks in the door, you know? Because for me, when I had made the decision that I was going to actually pursue this at about oh uh, i always knew i was going to do it but i probably made the for, for sure decision at about 18 uh or 16 17 and then 18 was the big one and um seth rollins was one of the guys that i looked at and i was like oh i want to work like that guy i want to wrestle like him he seems like he busts his ass him adolph ziggler and I, the list could go on so, like, that first day when I'm seeing a dude who I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to work like you. Whew. Talk, talk about nerves, man. But I tell you what, I spent uh, four years down there in, in the Iowa area training consistently. Uh, my actual training itself for my class was only – it was about 12 weeks. But I tell you what, in those 12 weeks when you uh, are, are, are busting your ass, working out two times a day, seven days a week, uh, doing these CrossFit workouts <laughs> and <laughs> CrossFit workouts are, are, are 
a whole nother animal, especially coming from that guy who obsesses over it. So he's got this weird Frankenstein type of uh, uh, mindset with putting together workouts. So there wasn't a day that I left the gym on top of the, the in-ring work. There wasn't a day that I left the gym not sore, not tired, not callous, with any gas left in the tank. But you know what, dude? I wouldn't have it any other way because I was surrounded by a bunch of dudes and dudettes who wanted the exact same thing, who wanted to bust their ass just as much as I did. Guys like a Travis Titan, like I had mentioned before, and Eddie uh, Machete, uh, 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 Xander Killen, Joesa, Dion. I could go on. Steve Manders. These guys are all dudes uh, that helped to uh, uh, re – what is the word I'm looking for? Reinforce the passion and the drive to keep busting our asses and, and keep pushing hard during the training because it it's hard. But if you want to do it bad enough, you'll get it done. Love it. Love it. So after those 12 weeks, then you went to SCW, right? Scott County Wrestling. And you started actually getting some more some more experience in front of a crowd. Talk about that. Oh, I've always wanted to be an entertainer, man. Always wanted to be an entertainer. Always wanted to be a performer. I like people watching me show off what it is that I do best, which is uh, be – unapologetically ja me you know and um so that first match i'm trying to remember the exact feeling so i can try to put it into words um i i i probably anticipated for it to be a little bit more dramatic than it ended up being but it was just damn cool you know mm -hmm. it was just one of those walked out there did our thing for about five six minutes i think my first match was uh, uh, first match for SCW was a battle royal. It was an overtop battle royal with myself, uh, Dante Leon, uh, uh, Mike Heights, JT Energy, that scumbag. I'm joking. <laughs> I love JT. I love JT. Outside of SCW. Inside of SCW, he's, he's the scum between my toes. That's, that that broke my heart, man. That broke my heart. It broke your heart. It broke my skull. He took steel chair and put it, boom, plastered right there. I got ah. a scar. Let's see if you can see that right there on that eye. Yeah. That's oh, JT man. Energy right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I will say he was in my training class. He was in my first match ever. Uh, uh, Rip Stubble. I have to mention Rip Stubble. But the, the, that match, man, we came back through that curtain, dude. Five kids who just got to do our thing. And uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't pry the smile off my face with the jaws of life. It was fantastic. And you, you, it's almost like a drug doing this thing because mm -hmm. you're constantly chasing that first high, you know, of that, that first time of I did it. Right. And then when you have that, that, that feeling of uh, the first time feeling of actually accomplishing a quality match, because I'll tell you this, your first match is not going to be a good match. But the first time you have a good match is like, oh, fuck yeah. I, excuse my language. No, you're good, man. That again. You know, I want, I want to do that again. So we're constantly trying to chase that dragon of like, man, I need a good one. And, and we want to do we want to do this in front of more people uh, uh, in different places. Uh, in those four years, I've been very fortunate and very consistent with my work. I this quarantine is the longest I've been off from wrestling, man. And uh, in my time, I've been able to go 
wrestle in, in New York, Hoboken, New Jersey. We've been to uh, California. I've been to uh, – I haven't been to Florida yet, but Georgia, Tennessee, uh, um, uh, Mississippi, Indiana, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska. Uh, I haven't been to Seattle, but that's on my bucket list. Uh, and then outside of the country as well is on my bucket list. So, like, I, I want to get back to that because I want to I want to I want to hit all fifty states for one thing, and I also want to go over to London and uh, the rest of the UK. Ireland would be really cool to do. Japan might be even in the cards someday. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. The question. What was the question? I, I just started rambling. I was just talking to you about <laughs> I to to ask, do. I just want to ask you what your experience was like in SCW. But, so, oh yeah, but SCW is great. <laughs> SCW is great. I love, I love, actually, I just made my long awaited return to SCW. Now, it had been a little bit. It probably had been about seven months since I had been down there, you know, without the quarantine, just because the move up to Minneapolis uh, uh, lended itself more work up here and in different areas to where it was very hard to fit SCW into my schedule because I'm, fortunately enough, I'm a very busy dude with stuff inside the wrestling business and outside. So finding that time was very hard to do. But we had a show for uh, uh, Hawkamania, Iowa City, and this was the first show back. And nobody had any idea what was going to happen. And the first match is over. And Jay Marston is in the center of the ring running his mouth. And little old El Fronte's music hits the speakers. He makes his walk. And he whips ass and dishes out an excellent execution of entertainment that can't nobody smell. So it was really, really fun to get to do that and be back home around uh, the guys that made, helped to make me me. And I tell you what, there's some awesome talent in SCW, man. A lot of, a lot of talent that a lot of guys watching this show are going to hear about in the future and uh, some big-time stars. And I'm a genius, so I know I'm right. And you're doing you're doing amazing work. Your dedication, your hard work is paying off because you are what a three time SCW tag team champion, right? Three times you're SCW pro tag team champions of the world. Pretty dang impressive, if you ask me. Now, has that happened before? Have have there been other three time champions before? Um, I think I think we are tied. I think we are tied with the most tag team uh, championship runs in the company with uh, Buff Enough, which is Crotch and, and, and Bobby Doll, I believe. Uh, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe I'll get a couple of singles championships under my belt and maybe, maybe Vicious and Delicious will have one more run to become the, the, the four-time SCW Pro Tag Team Champions of the World. More, more tag team yeah. championship yeah. runs than anybody in the company. Right. Well, do you have your eyes set on maybe that Quad Cities Cup right now, perhaps? Uh, you know what? I, I have been whipping JT Energy's butt for about two years now, all right? I'm on to bigger and better things right now. We'll go back to that when I feel like going back to that. What I got my eyes set on is every championship that proves me right when I say that I'm the best damn thing coming up in the fight today. Now, I know that Steve Manders got 12 pounds of gold around his waist. I know that uh, – uh, uh, who, who's got that uh, Iowa championship? Who's got that one? I might want to take that. Does he still have that? He might have that. 
maybe I'll kick him in the face and take two belts from him. But then there's also, I want to work with a bunch of guys. I want to kick that Ben Carter's uh, kid's face in. Uh, uh, me and Travis Titan, I'd like, I know I keep talking about him. He's one of my good buddies. I want to wrestle him again. Uh, Deion Roosman, I have never wrestled Deion Roosman in a singles match, man. I want to do that because I know that I can kick his teeth down his throat, and I know I can win that one. Um, I want to work with a lot of guys. The championship thing, man, I'll go to that when I feel like it because there's a responsibility that comes with that role. You got to be around always. You know, you always have to defend that. And right now I'm getting my jollies off from showing up whenever the hell I feel like it and whenever the crowd doesn't know what's going to happen. I love the surprise factor. All right. All I'm kind right. of like SCW's resident Rocky. Okay. All right. I can dig that. So let's talk, let's talk about the next the next level. Because you've made some appearances on WWE, right? I have. I have. Um, I was a cheeseburger. Mojo Raleigh scooped me up and he billed me across the stage. So I might be looking at uh, showing up to Monday night, slapping Vince on the ass and asking for a fight with that kid. See if he can hang with me. I don't think he can. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool deal. Well, I'll tell you what. But uh, Well, no, I'm going to ramble now because you opened up a can of worms. You're talking about that. What is the future? What's the next level for the front man? Sky's the limit, man. Sky is the limit. And that's the most cliche answer that you could pull out of thin air to answer your question. But you know what? I was born with a blessing of, and a curse of being a dreamer. And I have in my chest more ambition than any normal man would know what to do with. I've got on my, uh, 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 on my, on my, my board, my vision board of the future. I've got movies. I've got TV shows. I've got big stage appearances, man. And that's not just something clever to say to make it sound like I'm, I'm giving you a, a wrestling promo. These are my real-life ambitions that I want to do. So that next level, whatever lends me closer, whatever lends me a step closer to that dream, that's what I'm taking. Whether that be AEW, NXT, uh, uh, NWA, who knows? I want to show up wherever I know I can rock it and I can be the absolute best me and become the biggest star this business has ever seen. That's a tough feat. That is a very tough challenge to take on and to say out loud uh, that you want to be the biggest star that professional wrestling has ever seen. Because when the, when the light's on and, and you make that walk and you're in the ring and, and you're doing this thing on these shows and promoting yourself, you have to deliver. You can't say, hey, I want to be the biggest star in the world and not check your Twitter often as, as um, uh, uh, self-indulgent as that may sound, but it's a business. You know what I mean? Like you can't say that you want to be the best and the biggest star, but only wrestle ever so often when it's convenient to you. So right now my biggest uh, um, challenge is, I guess, making myself the biggest star. But I like that challenge. Nice. I like that. I like that. Now, what I want to do is I want to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to go on to another, another – uh, let me get my book out here. I want to go to a new segment that I'm doing it's called The Crow's Nest. It's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you three random questions. And um, 
I'm gonna let you choose by picking a number between one and ten. Okay. Side me up. Let's go. All right. So go ahead and uh, pick the your first number. Oh, uh, five. All right, five. Would you rather live on a beach or in the mountains? Oh, in the mountains. All right. Why? Seclusion. The. The the. The sights, man, the view from up top, the biggest mountain on the, the biggest, uh, the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town, man. I want, I want the mountain house. All right. All right. Next question. Next number. Three. Number three. This is a very popular one. What is something you live by? Talk a big damn game, back it up every damn time bet all right and last one last number four all right what are three words you would use to describe yourself pretty dang good all right there you go boom there it is that's the crow's nest good stuff fantastic good stuff so before we go ahead and wrap things up here what are what are a few like tips or piece of advice that you have for other people who also aspire to break into the world of pro wrestling hmm. you have to do it with everything that you have there's you can't be half pregnant you know you either are or you aren't and if you want it you have to you have to go for it in the biggest way possible and uh, I would be lying or cheating you if I gave you a one-line answer for that advice. But the best thing I can say is if you're going, if you're going to do it, go big or go home. Good stuff. Good stuff. How can people find you on social media if they want to look you up? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. On on on. Uh, I think I I think I've got a cameo. But I've got a TikTok frontman jaw on everything. Uh, and if you want to find your own frontman jaw uh, uh, merch, head over to prowrestlingtees.com backslash uh, frontman jaw R O X because he does. And you can uh, work out in style. Nice, love it. Jossie, thank you so much for hopping on to the 100 Series Podcast. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, everything that you are doing. Definitely wish you all the best, and uh, I can't wait to see you underneath those lights again. Thank you very much, man. It was good talking to you, Juwan. Thank you. And everybody at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Go ahead, follow Jossie. Make sure you are following the 100 Series on Facebook, on Instagram on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. Oh, I'm everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere. So go ahead, check us out. Take care of yourselves. And fly high. See you soon.